You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only podcast that when a computer uh, is broken and uh, Scotty's unavailable on Sunday, they still give you audio. They still, we're, we're not stopping, still giving out the takes, still doing our jobs and making sure that uh, you all, uh, uh, we provide the analysis that we know is correct and that you need. <laughs> Uh, for your wrestling pleasure, I am host Ray Knightsey on an old ass blue microphone, and with me, as always, is the bounty hunter Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? It's no effect, actually. No effect. Um, My apologies. My apologies, uh, bounty hunter. Good. Do not kill me. <laughs> I think I I just want to give myself credit. So, uh, since we didn't record on Sunday, we got to watch all of Dominion, and yep. we get to talk Cyber Fight Festival as well. Well. Had yep. I not done that, we probably would have talked one match from Dominion, and that would have been it. So, shout out to me. Shout out to me for uh, fucking up on that one. Yay. This is going to be two <laughs> weeks in a row that we're not going to record at our normal uh, time, which is very funny, but it's okay. We we work through it. Um, yeah. And we'll bring... Still, we'll bring, still putting the show out. Still we'll bring the out. people to recordings because Forbidden Doors the next time we're back to normal. So, I think that's a good uh, prize, but... Yeah, we're here. There's uh, there's wrestling to be talked about. Um, mostly Dominion. That's the only thing I can think about. Um, obviously for lots of reasons, but there's plenty of AEW discussion, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell in a Cell happened. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even talked ago. about old cold ass takes, ice cold takes on Hell in a Cell. I have one take, and it's just for the main event. I don't remember it any of the other parts of the show um what else uh we're that- also gonna be talking about obviously so the AEW discourse can talk about the new AEW title it's g1 announcement uh we're gonna also preview triple mania tijuana oh, yeah. and impact slammiversary so we got a lot of t- stuff to talk about honestly this show so, yeah, so we'll- maybe we should stop rambling and when i say we i mean me well, I was going to ask you real quickly is that since you are no effect, uh, how's the bounty hunting going? Have you, how many, how many people have you converted uh, to, uh, to Noah, seven. Noah's subscriptions? Seven. seven. That's pretty good. But, that's more, that's but, more than most. But if Noah's listening, 75. Well, Noah is listening. I'm pretty sure Nassau guy is a, is a, is a. Yeah, you better follow Noah Fett. Is no a, one committed to that bit more than me for. Five minutes. I don't think anyone else on Twitter ever did any sort of effort than you. And so I believe that you were the sole bounty hunter. You were the Mando. And I expect that 300K tomorrow. 300? I thought it was 3,000, not 300K. (laughs) That's that's a big difference. (laughs) I think it was 300K. That's insane. There's no way that they're giving out $300,000. Now I got to check. Oh, my God. They haven't posted in so long. 
I get it. I get it. You had a big show. I get it. How did you already forget this? This is money on the line. 300K. Also, yeah. Three, really? Yeah. $3,000 reward to bounty hunters that can capture the attention of international fans. You're welcome. Nailed it. My my question Rico's about Radio is going to have a podcast studio by the end of this. Oh, yeah, baby. Somehow, uh, even though we're in different <laughs> parts of the country. Uh, my my whole thought about this is how 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 do, how do they track that <laughs> at like <laughs> it wasn't like, a good idea you know you drum up all the support but then like no one signs up for uh wrestle universe so does that count like how do you track who has drummed up the most support for noah no you, know? you make a good point and my answer is i don't know <laughs> uh i think that's the problem with most of well, the problem with this idea is it's absolutely absurd. That's, that's the main problem. The like, problem with this idea is 300K for those people that get people to watch our show. And like, what do you want me to do to sell your show? Well, man, you can watch uh, uh, Bad Junior Division and uh, you can uh, maybe see a little Dragon Gate in there from time to time. And uh, oh, yeah, there's a lot of old guys. And no. No, they're not treated like New Japan old guys. They're treated as if they are Kazuchika Okada. So there I don't go. know what you're talking about, Scotty. I think Noah is great. My favorite color is green, so it just happens to be my favorite promotion. You know, they got a lot of great young guys that are very safe workers. They got uh, a great junior division. I love all the drama that's constantly happening in every single show in the junior division. I, you Ooh. know, I love the old. I love, I love Satoshi Gojima from New Japan, who's also in here for some reason. Look, <laughs> last five matches of Keji Muto. That's awesome. You know, you're gonna have great matches, top tier five star quality matches from Keji Muto. You're goddamn it's, right, we are. It's a great promotion, and I don't think you know. I don't think. Everyone would be foolish to not check out Noah. Yeah, Scotty, I think you're talking, we, Scotty. We need that three hundred thousand. We gotta, we gotta hype up Noah. You're right. You're right. You're I, right. It's a great promotion, and everyone, even their mothers, should and their daughters should be checking out Noah, which stands for New Original Always Haiku. See, <laughs> they're making poems, literacy people. Oh, uh, you could have said like honor. Because, you know, it's a very honorable company. You know, no one mm-hmm. goes into business for themselves. True. That is very Everyone's true. very self, selfless. It's all about a t- team effort here. Yes. So, yeah, totally, totally. A lot of young that. stars that have been on the brink of breaking out for years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam, I, baby. Can't they get much music. younger than that. Can't get much younger than that. They got he's, the music. He's finally making it in Japan. I'm very proud of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, finally he's only, making it in Japan. He was only on indie shows earlier this year, so like clearly this was a big break for him. And yeah. look at and Noah gave that to him. You know how they kind really of did. them. Yeah, they gave. Uh, and you know they're they're not bringing in any bad people. You know they they're hiring Michael Elgin like. What what a nice charity by them. They, they were the first pro- big promotion that brought in outside American talent. Michael Elgin, Simon Gotch, uh, Extreme Tiger. Yeah, baby. 
Ninja Mac right. was great. Well, Ninja Mac is legitimately great. You don't have to attack Extreme Tiger and put him in the same sentence. I don't. I don't actually have to praise Michael Elgin. He fucking. Well, I I started running out of names for people. <laughs> Ninja <laughs> Mac was Thatcher? great. Timothy Thatcher. That's awesome. He's there now. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. He's got, the, he's got the music. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. done trying to get this money for the next two hours. We could. Uh, we could talk about Noah Dorval. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, let's move <laughs> on to the show then. Uh. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? AEW title or G1 talent announcement? Oh, let's That's talk the news. AEW All Atlantic Championship. Yes. So AEW this past Wednesday announced a new title, a All Atlantic Championship, along with a tournament, which has is very small tournament. It's going to be four matches. Well, kind of, maybe five matches. Uh, where uh, there's four sides of the bracket. Those three AEW matches of European, uh, Asian, and uh, not really Asian, but just European, I guess, um, sides of the brackets will all face each other. And then New Japan's going to have a section that's going to have two, a lot of matches in there. And then all, all of them are going to face the Forbidden Door in a four-way to uh, crown a new All-Atlantic champion. No one knows anything about this title. It seems like it's another like mid-card title. Uh, people have been throwing out there that maybe it's it's like some sort of only Europeans, like the European title, and like European kind of people, non-Americans have it. Well, that's not true because Japan can wrestle for. That's true. Uh, some people some people mention the idea of it being like the Stardom uh, SWA title, where it's yeah. like you you challenge against someone from a different country. That's fun. That would be um, fun. Yeah, I. Hmm. What, what's, what, do you, what do you think about the new title for all Atlantic wrestling? I okay, so I like the title first Me and too. foremost. I like the title, I think the title looks great. I think it's a good idea. I mean, Intercontinental Championship that's instantly what popped in my head. I was like, okay, so now they have one. Um, but it does need to be unique, right? It does need to be unique from just being the second mid-card title next to the TNT title uh, because then you're at the point like WWE, and I, this isn't really shocking to have two mid-card titles, I guess. Um, I mean, no. again, WWE has this exact same setup right now. Um, they have you know one pair of tag team champions. Okay, they have two women's champions, which, guess what? AEW is too. You know, that's the funniest part to me. They have the exact same amount of titles on the main roster now. Not counting the 24-7 championship. We do not count that thing. Uh, you're, you're saying so, AEW and WWE have the same amount of titles? I've been saying on Twitter all, all week long that they have way too many titles. Yeah, well, there's, there's the conversation piece, right? I think the All-Atlantic title just brought up the bigger conversation that okay AEW has one one title AEW world title the, mm-hmm. the two women's titles the two men's mid-card titles and the tag team titles that's their titles six titles that's it what about the that's AAA their titles. Titles. what about the triple a tag titles? that's they have not that? that's no that's not their titles I understand. Okay, so I understand. They they had the impact title at one. They had the impact title. Yeah, they they have the Ring of Honor titles too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they don't count because Ring of Honor 
some someday, someday, we don't know when, is going to be its own thing. It's going to be a way. And the main problem, and I get, I get where people are coming from because you and me have talked about this on the show with the uh, handling of their own titles. And it's that having all these titles in circulation, while not their titles, can be a lot because then you're having FTR defend both of their titles while, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are nowhere to be found. Now we have them defending their titles uh, this coming week, which makes this a little funny. But, you know, mm-hmm. you have that happening. You have Samoa Joe defending the Ring of Honor title that he has, a uh, television title. You have Mercedes Martinez defending the women's title. Uh, Willie Yuta is probably defending the pure title soon. So I, I understand. Have- Typically, those two titles have now been defended on Dark. Yeah, so it's like, oh, no. So, so I understand the frustration in terms of, oh, really? Another title. But ultimately, ultimately, I'm sure these Ring of Honor titles aren't going to be defended really that much on AEW television anymore once Ring of Honor gets something going. Mm-hmm. I don't consider them AEW titles. I don't. Mm-hmm. I do think that they've been a problem for the past couple months because Tony Khan has a lot on his plate with the Ring of Honor thing, which you acknowledge at the very beginning, this is exactly what would happen. But like the AAA tag titles get defended like once in a while. And that's just because it's just to add to a match. That's what they did with FTR versus the Young Bucks. They're like, oh, let's make it a title match, even though it was probably going to happen anyways. Yep. So to me, that's not the problem. I think adding a new title is fine as long as you book your titles correctly. And I don't yes. think because, and I, I, I think Tony Khan's trying to figure out what the hell he's supposed to be doing with Ring of Honor. So he feels the need to have them defended on TV. But long-term, it should be fine because ultimately these are their titles. These are the only ones you have to worry about. And people have, you you told me this specifically, that people are comparing Impact, TNA, or AEW to TNA back in the day. You know, you're bringing all these new talents in. You're passing up on your young talents. I get where people are coming from. I do. But at the same time, this is what AEW was always going to be. They were always going to be bringing in the biggest dogs. TNA wasn't going to bring in a Brian Danielson who was comfy with the signed contract in WWE. That was never going to happen. TNA was never TNA was never going to reignite the spark of love of wrestling for CM Punk. No, no. They were never going to do that. They brought in cast off they brought in guys they really did more so what a noah does right they brought in old guys they brought in mick foley they brought in hulk hogan they brought in eric bischoff they brought in all these guys that weren't wrestling really anymore because they were big names just to put on their tv i think bringing in cm punk's different i think bringing in now if they brought in someone like sting five different times then maybe we have a conversation because obviously Sting isn't really a full-time wrestler and that's just to have names on your thing. But I get the frustration of wanting the young guys to succeed. We, we but, both do. 
Yeah, we that's one of my it is a frustration of mine, but calling them TNA, we gotta chill here. We gotta chill here. And I it, obviously there's a lot going on because the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, uh the CM Punk injury really, really, really is what has I think everyone feeling this way. Cause now you're kind of just watching AEW try to figure it out as they go. Mm-hmm. But where through, was through through a wrench into it, really? Right. Where was the where was these complaints when John Moxley signed with AEW? That no one complained about John Moxley signing with AEW. Everyone was happy John Moxley signed with AEW. Should they be bringing in more free agents right now? No, no, they should not. They shouldn't, especially on the of, men's side. There's a lot of free agents that are still available that they refuse to bring in. Yeah, don't I think I think obviously they have a little too much going on right now. But overall, when it comes to titles, when it comes to their roster, they're going to figure it out. I'm sure they're going to figure it out. I'm sure Tony Khan reads all the tweets that people are sending him because he reads that he does that. He reads that. Frustrations are fair, mm-hmm. but I think Forbidden Door has added that curveball he wasn't ready for. And I do want to toss some fault on Tony Khan here. He is, he does feel like a first time booker right now because of all the, um, all the messes that he has going on, right? Because he, the way that they got from a CM Punk injury to this interim championship. Uh, but having to work with New Japan through the politics, which he's as bad as anyone in terms of having people get protected. Let's be honest here. He doesn't let people lose. That's fine. That's what companies do, but it's, it can be a problem unless it's on his own show, obviously. Like Andrade doesn't win at all, for example. Um, but I think it's unfair to compare them to TNA but it is fair to ask questions um, to have concerns with some of the booking, what Tony Khan's doing at some times, but overall I have no reason to say, yeah, AEW is just, it's bad because for the most part, it's been an enjoyable product for me. Uh, This is still the most excited I've been for their overall product. And it's been that way for the past six months or so or maybe even longer. Um, So I give the benefit of the doubt. New title, great if you use it differently from the TNT Championship. And I think once the Ring of Honor stuff gets figured out, this will all calm down because that is the most important thing. As you said, because again, Tony Khan is dealing with a lot of things. He has to run two promotions. He needs someone to help him. We go back to that every single time. He needs someone to help him with Ring of Honor. Yeah, I, I think to address that last point, you're just talking about the, the Ring of Honor situation. Yeah, I, there, there are physically more belts on the screen than most people are, are used to or comfortable with. The Ring of Honor eventually is going to get ironed out and figured out. I mean, that that once that television deal gets figured out, presumably the television deal gets figured out, then all those titles are going to be over onto Ring of Honor. And then, boom, you're done. And also, there'll probably be some roster members that are going to move over to Ring of Honor, and we're not going to see right. them. So it's going to be a smaller roster. 
some of the issues that people have will eventually get figured out. Now, do I think that Tony Khan will be have an easier time booking and everything? Not necessarily. Uh, I think he still needs additional help in that department. I get why he's against doing it after that December of 2019 uh booking scandal uh but i get it but at this at the same time you know i think it's okay bringing in like a Colt cabana to help you or something i don't know so bring in somebody to, to to manage ring of honor a little bit um you you, you need a, just a little bit of uh, relaxation tk um for this title i'm happy about this title i think a lot of the reaction to it is a little bit bad faith. Uh, I get people being against bringing this title in, but if it was the trio's title, no one would have made bad an eye. It's Everyone's been applauding TNT it. Title, man. Yeah, it's because TNT it's another mid card title. If that TNT title wasn't just the worst story AEW has ever done, then I think it would be a different conversation. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if it was if the TNT title was better, and then people would be okay with it. If the TNT title is better, and it, it's 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 a, a bunch of different situations happening at once. You have an AEW interim title that people don't like. Uh, you have a TNT oh, yeah, title storyline. Yeah. yeah, you have a TNT title storyline that people didn't enjoy. So the top two titles people are not really in most some yeah, not tag, some people are not enjoying. Get tag um, team champions no one wants. You have tag team champions no one wants. They have a lot of things to fix and a lot of the booking yeah. issues. And we and I'm saying that they have a lot of booking issues. They have a lot of things that are issues. I just think the TN the TNA thing is absurd. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a little too far. I think that this new title is a welcome addition because there's some stuff that's gonna be better with this title. Um it's all Pack but it's like a title match, it's automatically better in my eyes. <laughs> Miro has a title match, probably, uh automatically in my eyes. You know, that's 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 great stuff. Malachi Black probably has a title match. Um Tomohiro Ishii has probably has a title match. We'll get to all that stuff. But uh yeah, no, I and then I think it's just a little bit bad faith because it's like if it was a trio's title, everyone would have been fine with it. Uh, there's a lot of situations that make this bad, but I think for the most part, I don't think, I don't think any of the issues that are currently plaguing AEW, I think the majority of them are, can be solvable in the matter of like a month or two. Uh, and if a ring of honor shows up, then immediately most of your, your AEW issues get yeah. fixed. There's still the booking stuff, and I agree it's all about how you book a title, but there yeah. you you can book a title out of these sort of situations. I don't think the stuff has destroyed the TNT title. I don't think the stuff has destroyed the AEW title. I think it's all fine and dandy and we can fix and get out of it. Put the ti- put the TNT title on Wardlow, you're immediately back to back in yeah, position. I, was gonna say, I think the TNT title is destroyed until you get a new champion. Uh yeah. I think I think it's a situation where you just got to move on um, yeah, from do some resetting sky from that situation, uh, which it seems like they're going to do um, just when he's healthy. Yeah. Um, so, well, let's talk about the let's talk about the all American title tournament real quickly. Uh, all Atlantic. Not all oh, what did American. I say? What did it's I say? Complete opposite of what it is, Ryan. Uh, the all Atlantic championship tournament was announced. It was Buddy Matthews versus Pac with Pac in the win and moving on to Forbidden Door. Uh, this upcoming Wednesday, we'll have Ethan Page versus Miro. Sorry, Ethan. 
Um, I assume at Rampage, maybe at Dynamite the week after, we'll have Penta versus Malachi Black. Yes. And then we'll have the New Japan side. New Japan side. Which is going to have two qualifying matches on June 20th in New Japan Road. Uh, These two matches will have Tomohiro Ishii against Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Good Good luck. A junior versus a heavyweight. All right. And then we'll have... Kanemaru's nice. Come on now. Oh, I know. I like Kanemaru. I'm just saying. That man beat the junior aces in 10 minutes. That's true. That is very true. Uh, and Tomiaka Hanma facing off against Clark Connors. Uh, one I got one thing I got out of this is that Clark Connors is still in Japan, which uh, oh. I kind of enjoy. Um, and then uh, that's what I got out of all this. <laughs> oh yeah, what I got out of all this is Ishii is totally winning that side, and I totally think our Forbidden Door match is going to be Pac, Miro, Malachi Black, and Ishii. Is there any is there any way to be upset about that? No, <laughs> I love it. I think I think from what I've seen today, which I get, I think it might be fair, is that New Japan isn't looking at this the way AEW is. Um, you know, for both title tournament things, they've given. Okay, so they gave Tanahashi, but that match was already happening. Uh, Goto hasn't been treated as a single star in a decade. Uh, well, even Ishii, even even as earlier, he's been a trios tag right. title holder and a tag title holder for the past year and a half. Yeah, exactly. So that just furthers that point. And then you have this little tournament here, which is like, okay, uh, no one gives any credit to any of these guys. Ishii, I'll give, but. The other three. Deathmatch Hanma. All right. Deathmatch Hanma. Are we here for it? But I think it's a fair criticism because AEW is kind. I would say they're going all out, but how can we say anyone's going all out? We have one match announced. One. We have one match announced for a pay-per-view that's in less than two weeks. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I understand where people are coming from that New Japan isn't really giving it their all, but this is this is, has been a tricky situation. You probably should have had most of this book, and I'm sorry, CM Punk getting injured should not have ruined the card and completely threw it up into flames because you had to move John Moxley from here to here. That's all you had to do. I I think it's I think it's just the idea of that. It's just the timing of the pay per view is really what the issue is. It's that it look at AEW booking, New Japan booking. AEW just had a pay-per-view about a month ago. So they were putting everything up into that pay-per-view. And then as soon as the pay-per-view is over, they started setting up for Forbidden Door. New Japan, they do that all the time. Once a big show is, ha- they, they didn't want to announce anything. They usually don't announce anything for next big show until the last big show happened. Dominion happened. Yeah. And then we got our first forbidden door stuff. I, I assume like, we're going to, I assume we're going to get more. I assume we're going to get more like the uh, tag titles. We're going to get that announced probably soon. Um, we'll probably get a U.S. title announced soon, which will probably be another multi-man. Uh, honestly, um, uh, TNT title might be. No, I mean TNT title probably won't be on it. 
maybe. Yeah. Uh, All Atlantic will be on it. So there's that happening. Um, the IWGP think, World Heavyweight Title will be. That whatever's happening with that. <laughs> I think we'll I, I think we have a good idea of what's happening with that. We should pro. Okay, so you know we've been talking about this AEW conversation and how there's not too many titles if Ring of Honor becomes a thing. There are too many titles if Ring of Honor just doesn't ever become a thing. Let's be let's I'll yes. uh, we'll say that, right? Yeah. That is I want to just preface. If Ring of Honor just never gets its own show and its own pay-per-views, yeah, guess what? There's a real problem going on. Yeah. Uh, you got to re- you got to retire them all as soon as possible if that's the case. There's there's uh, some unifications around the corner if that's the case. Yeah. yeah uh but 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 I think I think the AEW New Japan situation is a weird one because the next it, it's because of this all Atlantic title tournament thing. It's because we've went from here, which is oh, we have all these exciting matches. We might get Okada Hangman, blah blah blah. blah. Two, oh, we get we might get Hiroki Goto and Tomoaki Honma and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, yeah, baby, and, and Clark Connors. I think that's like that's what the exchange has been within a week. <laughs> yeah within a week that has been the switch and it's like yeah. oh i could see where people like eh, yeah eh, there's there's like, way too much shit up in the air yeah and the stuff that is like kind of concrete like the new japan side of the tournament or the aw interim side of kyle riley versus john moxley that sort of stuff is like really <laughs> yeah. you know are you sure and then it gets all I, everything was up in the air now and i think after dominion things oh. will start falling into place and things will start getting iron now it's got to be wednesday <laughs> gotta be you gotta really kick it into gear wednesday otherwise it's like what are we doing it's was it road rage or wednesday yep a relatively bigger dynamite show it feels like it's the time uh it's a Road Rager, then I think the Go Home Show, then Forbidden Door, and then I think Blood and Guts is after that. It is. So yeah. see, that's where the Tony Khan booking problems come into play. Okay? He didn't need to put Blood and Guts in two weeks. He did not need to do that. He that was a bold gave move. himself more time. So I think that is where the... Well, is it a bold move? Because that match is going to take up like the majority of the show and you just need to book I get like two that. of the matches. Oh, no, that's fine. But you probably should have had a go-home show for that match, right? Like, you should have had a go-home before that. But now you have Forbidden Door and you've got to put all your focus on that for TV-wise for the next week or so. Um, oh, I just, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I understand where the frustrations come because my head is spinning thinking about all of it, you know, because you've got all these different factors to play with but my hope is you've had these matches ironed out for the past month or two since you announced this right so i again back to the cm punk thing there's no way him losing could have completely changed the card oh no you can't do a blackpool combat club tag match whatever will you do uh anything else it's not that hard um so that's just like as I sit here, I also get 
confused and I understand the critiques and the complaints towards Tony Khan. But when it comes to title matches and titles and TNA, we're not going that far yet. But let's talk Dominion because I think that'll help us uh, figure out a lot here because I think that's really the main topic here that we need to get to. Sure. We'll we'll talk to Minion and we'll bring up the G1 talent announcements when that comes up in the G1 and the Dominion oh, show I have stuff. About that too. Uh, do you want to start with the main event or do you want to go with the top of the card? How much of the show did you watch? I watched all of the show and there was some stuff I actually enjoyed. Huh, that's good. I would hope so. Uh, <laughs> I watched... How many matches did I watch? I know I know of everything that happened, but I watched six matches. Okay. We'll start off anyways with the top of it. Uh, United Empire, Aaron Hanare, Francisco Akira, and TJP. You know Khan about this. And boxer Jesse Vargas, which is interesting, versus Master Wato, Ruski Taguchi, Hiroshi Tenzan, and Man- with, with Manabu Nakanishi showing back up here. Loving it. Uh, match was pretty good. Uh, I just like the idea of a boxing person being there, and they he was throwing up the United Empire signs. He was really into the whole thing. Really love it. It looks like they're weirdly putting him along with Aaron Hanare, which I kind of enjoyed because it might be something to give Aaron Hanare, which would be good. Ultimately, that would be a good thing. Well, they need to give him something. He's, He's the least talented guy in the group. It's okay. It's okay. okay then has, get, let's every make group the group better. Every let's group has the can... least talented guy. It's okay. That's I don't disagree, but I'm saying let's make the least talented guy better. Not everyone needs to be a world champion. Everyone, Not everyone needs to be a mid-card champion. He can be a nice, you know, never open weight contender on a... Uh, What's I think we need to build him up to be a never open weight contender. So let's no, add a it's boxing okay. we don't need guy. To build him up. No, it's okay. Carl All Anderson's right. currently never open weight champion. We don't. We clearly don't need to build anyone up. We also had six man tag team match: Ace Austin, El Fantasmo, and Taiji Shimori defeating the team of Bushi, Hiroma Takahashi, and Tetsuya Tetsuya Naito. Uh, this was a, a good match as well. Um, a good t shirt on. Uh, no, I believe he, I believe he might've taken off at some point, or at least it was taken off of him at the beginning of the match. Naito was very confused about how Ace Austin pulled out the cane from out of nowhere, um, which was very funny. And Naito did a great job comedically with that. Uh, and then during the match, you know, eight El Fantasmo is doing his sort of like back and forth back rake thing. Uh, he tags an Ace Austin. Ace Austin does a little gimmick, a lot of stuff. Then he pulls out a second cane and uses that to back rake uh, whoever the guy was. Uh, so that was fun. I really enjoyed the the, the shenanigans there. Uh, but yeah, just a little fun, fun little believe, match here. I can't believe people watch these opening tags. I can't get myself. Look, they were good. They were so. good. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying they're good. It was fun. It's just like, ugh. Speaking of fun, Toro Yano defeated Doc Gallows in four minutes and seven seconds. Well, the good part is the match didn't last long. That's good to hear. Yeah. Anyways, never open weight six man tag team <laughs> title match. Evil Show and Yujiro Takahashi defeated the team of El Desperado, 
Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Zack Sabre Jr. Hot Boy Summer commence. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of Bullet Club stuff here in very, very soon. However, however, House of Torture continues to roll, and that's all that matters. Uh, I liked the match. I thought it was fun because they worked against a team that does heel work as well. Um, yeah. It was very quick. It was not a long match. They, you know, very right to the point. I enjoy House of Torture. I know people think it might be a joke. It is not. It is not a joke. My started as a joke, but it's not a joke. Big House of Torture boys. It's hot boy summer. It would have been a shame to have them lose right before the summer. I think that there are two things that um, New Japan did to help fix House of Torture, and I think people need to acknowledge them because I think they're I think they're good thing, good fixes. Acknowledge your tribal torture chief, your torture chief, <laughs> your, your torture, torture man. Chief. I was getting uh, that. one. They made them more comedic yes. in their in their. Uh, uh, specifically show specifically show adds a lot to it togo helps as well um they basically they've they've upped the comedic stuff with their nonsense yeah. two when they were more serious and they were having six-man tag title matches or six-man type six-man matches they were saying that the six-man stuff is really good they've kept them as six-man titles and they've been doing a good job in the six-man title division and I think they're very fun and enjoyable. And also, like you said, they kept this match short. This match was 10 minutes long. This match was really good for what it was. Um, a lot of shenanigans. Doing all the shenanigans for 10 minutes works. It's not 20 minutes of shenanigans. It's only 10 minutes. So it helps. Got some, gets them in and out. A lot of fast pace, pace shenanigan action. You get also Suzuki Goon, who are not going to put up with this nonsense. And they did their good stuff as well. And they're a good foil to House of Torture. So I really enjoyed it. Plus, uh, and I saw you tweeting about it, about, uh, I didn't see it happen, but I saw the pictures after the fact um, with uh, Momo. Uh, they were heavily teasing up uh, show and Momo's use of a wrench and during this match and, and definitely yeah, talked about. Momo uses it a little more violently than show. Okay. I believe, I believe <laughs> when show was going to use it or when he did. Oh yeah. So show stuff. <laughs> Show, show stuffed it in his boot, kicked the guy, and said it was. Uh, I believe Kevin Kelly said it was uh, after the Black Peach herself or something like that. Uh, so it's like, okay, they're really heavying up, heveling up yeah. the Oedo Tai House of Torture stuff, which makes me excited for the New Japan Stardom show coming up. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for a while now, and now that we're where we are with Bullet Club. I think it would be really smart to make House of Torture the baby faces. I think it would be really smart to eventually down the line, not yet, not yet, because they're still, I think they've gotten to like the perfect medium here where they are just a very enjoyable uh, middle card heel act, you know, because of what they're doing. But I think it will be really tough for them to not consider turning House of Torture baby face against bullet club who they don't acknowledge at all by the way no house of torture like when they put up the g1 graphics uh both evil and yujiro had uh house of torture um you know backing for their faction not bullet club 
So, I, I think House of Torture has only been acknowledged once by Bullet Club. Right. <laughs> that was it. So I think ultimately, in the end, they should be the baby faces if they ever do an angle because they're very liked in Japan despite being heels. Very liked. Good merch sales. Blah 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 blah. Very, very adored. And I think evil has gotten to the point where he could get a really good push as a baby face, specifically him, because I think show Yujiro Togo, I don't really count because he's a mostly a manager. I think those two have been fine in doing that, but I think evil needs that adjustment because I think evil is a player for this roster. It's just no one wants to see him main event right now. Yeah, I think that uh, the my cat is trying to jump onto my laptop. So I've been doing, as you've been talking, I've been doing everything in my power to stop him. And now he's knocking over vases and stuff. He's rowdy, uh, just like Ronda Rousey. He's very rowdy. Um, here, Bubsbeat, do you need more space? Need a landing pad? Here, is that good? There you go, bud. There you go, bud. Now get out of here. Um, I think I was going to make fun of you for saying a babyface team called House of Torture should be babyface. And then I was like, well, one of the big babyfaces is chaos. So maybe it's not as crazy. Uh, so you, you win here. You win this, this round, Scotty. Um, uh, moving on to the IWGP tag team title match. It was United Empire, Great Ocon, Jeff Cobb, uh, defeating the team of Balak Fale and Chase Owens and winning the titles from them. Thank uh, God almighty, the fucker is no longer champion. God, I fucking hate Chase Owens. <laughs> yep. Piece of shit. I agree. Uh, you know, uh, they did a lot of uh, action. Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens had the majority of the action in this match. Uh, I think that so it was pre- bad. N- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah, bad. It was yeah. bad. <laughs> uh, it wasn't enjoyable. Uh, they should be I, called House of Torture because they fucking suck. I think that the reason they did a lot of that stuff is because of the G1 around the corner um, to make them look better. Uh, I think that's probably the case. But uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, this match wasn't as good. Uh, it was right. fine. The right uh, champions are back on top. Give them a run now, baby. Well, after the match, uh, Rocky Romero came out by himself to beat up United <laughs> Empire, got his ass kicked, uh, and and lost. Yeah. I was uh, like, so, I don't think Tread's showing up. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're thinking, man. That was a bold move, bold so, ass move. So that sets us up for Forbidden Door, though, right? I think we have a match now. Yeah, uh, I believe in the post-match presser, uh, they talked about i think jeff cobb said that he ftr rapungi vice let's go baby something like that i think i think they're setting up a triple threat iwgp and ring of honor tag title match i think that's probably what's happening um in on that i think that match would absolutely rock I agree. We should also say after the uh, six-man tag, the never open weight tag, uh Zach Saber Jr. also post presser called out Brian Danielson seemingly yeah, for forbidden door. Kind of the big one, right? I think a lot of people kind of have overlooked that because they were like, 
Oh, and I think that could be the benefit of the CM Punk injury. <laughs> I don't look think if we're not if we're not getting uh, if we're not getting a Tanahashi Punk dream match, then maybe let's get another dream match. Maybe yeah. Here here's just Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. in the middle of the card, and if you put a match like that on the Forbidden Door card, I think we're back in business for a lot of people, right? Because I yep. I've seen people say, ah, you know, I don't know how to feel about this card now because of a certain title change later in the show. That being said, which I we will get into, which my bigger problem is Bullet Club as a whole, not not him, not him. It's yep. the Bullet Club takeover. But thankfully, we have new tag team champions. The Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. Book it. Just yeah. book it. Don't think about it. What does New Japan care if Zack Sabre Jr. loses? He loses all the time. Who gives a shit? They have them lose all the time. They'll hit them up whenever they want to. They did that this year with the New Japan Cup. They can mm-hmm. do that whenever. But I do think maybe we were getting, uh, maybe we were getting dangerous Techers versus, uh, maybe Techers and Desperado versus Blackpool Combat Club at one point. I think that might have been the direction. But with Moxley having to move on, they were like, okay, let's just let's just give this singles match. Let's just yeah. do it. Why why wait? Why wait? If we're gonna hold Danielson back from doing an Okada match or a Tanahashi match or a Naito match or a, all the top guys matches or the Osprey match, which he really wants, let's do this one. Right? It's yeah. happened before. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's different now, but it's happened before, so you can give this one away. And also politically, I think it's pretty easy. Yeah. decision i think for both right. parties to be like yeah brian jansen will win that one that's fine <laughs> i like it's it's the thing about like the thing about these like forbidden door shows is like there are a lot of politics in play and i yeah. think that a lot of people suddenly forgot that politics and wrestling exists and Heavily. you know it all down this card you know that's what honestly one of the reasons why i think madison square garden was a hit was because it was a lot of ju- it was just two separate cards basically. Right. Uh, the idea here is that we want to make it against each other, um, you know, exhibition sort of style. But you know, to do that, we need to uh, have some more obvious losers, probably. So, you know, we'll see how it is. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, after this match, uh, they announced the G1 Climax 32 participants. Oh, not- I got some thoughts. <laughs> Not 20 people like usual. Instead, we have 28 people uh, yeah. for four blocks of seven. I believe Lucha Blog did the math here. We're actually getting six less matches than we would have normally. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's not only six less matches that we would have gotten normally, but um, everyone is now facing six different people instead of nine different people. So people are, can be more refreshed for this tournament. So I think this might be a better tournament, presumably, hopefully. It's similar to the 2001, how it's layout, but probably, hopefully, going to be better than the 2000 G1 Climax. Uh, you want to hear the announcements? I hopes. I don't, yeah, go ahead. You don't have high hopes for this G1? Not at all. Really? Okay, well, let's get the announcements announced. There's way too many bad wrestlers in this for this to be that good. Okay, well let's let's uh, let's uh, let's go through it and let's see how Scotty's takes are. Um, we got Kazuchika Okada, we got Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Hiroki Goto, Tama Tonga, Shingo Takagi, 
Chase Owens. Bad luck, Fale. Fuck, man. Like, those two alone. There's no reason Chase Owens needs to still be in this tournament. There's no reason. Yujiro Takahashi. Shout out, Eve. huge, big, hot boy summer, baby. Evil. Good. He should win. Uh, debut entry from Tom Lawler. Okay. See, that one was exciting. I just noticed here that they're listing him as the strong open weight champion, which made well, me he think. he currently is. That's why. Yes. Well, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about is that he currently is in terms of kayfabe because that hasn't aired. But then I was like, "Is he? he's coming into the tournament probably going to be wearing the belt, which is fascinating to me. Um, no, he might, he might lose He might lose the belt during it. the tournament. No, I think the recording probably will be like one of the next couple of weeks. Truthfully, it'll probably be during Pride Month. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. They're doing yeah, no. some like documentary for Darren Young right now on their YouTube. Okay. Um, so I think it's a build up to it. Okay. Yeah. No. So the, yeah, you're right. They're not probably Darren going Young. To... Fred Rosser. Jesus Christ. Thank you. I haven't said They're... Darren Young in so long. <laughs> yeah. The tournament doesn't start until when does it officially start? Uh, uh, the 18th. Like, or does it end the 18th? It ends on the 18th. Okay. Uh, so the 20. This the article I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, I think so. The week before the the real good tournament. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think you're right. He'll probably lose the title and then go on to here. Um, anyways, uh, Juice Robinson, uh, a debut entry from Jonah. Good, solid pick. Uh, what did you say? Beef. I thought you said he was repped by by, uh, TMDK on his like little backdrop. A baby, uh, Yoshihashi Toro Yano. Tomohiro Ishii, Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, Will Ospreay, debut entry from Aaron Hanare, lot of United Empire. What? He's been what? in this before. No, this is his debut. He's not been in the G1 before. Really? Yeah, he's never been in the G1. I thought for sure he was in one of the previous ones. That's crazy. Uh, Sonata, Jay White, Kenta, great. Love to see it. Debut entry, debut entry from El Fantasmo. Mm, El Fantasmo, sort of on a uh, 2019 Will Ospreay kick here, right? Yeah, 2019, 20, is he, 2020? The, the only problem is he's about 50% of what Will Ospreay was at this time. So that's tough. I wouldn't say 50%, but definitely less. Less? Definitely 40%? Lesser. 30%? Something 20%. like that. Something. Sure. Yeah, he's about, he's about 20% uh, of what Will Ospreay was at this time. You're right. He's Will Ospreay was like, what I said. Will Ospreay was like undoubtedly like, it was like 2019, I think. So he was like undoubtedly one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, if yeah, not then, but soon. So Phantasmo couldn't even come close to that conversation. Not right now. Maybe years ago, not but not ever. right now. Taichi. Zack Sabre Jr., debut entry from David Finley. And then AEW wrestler Lance Archer. So, Scotty, thoughts on this entire bracket? Or this entire tournament, I should say. You're not a fan. You're not a fan. So, I'm why not, are you not a fan? 
I'm not. Are you keeping so, your expectations low because of how best of super juniors turned out? Absolutely. Uh, that mixed with the multiple person brackets, you're going to have at least one wrestler. I don't give a shit about in each bracket. I'm positive. Cause you have the likes of chase Owens in there again. I'm going to keep harping on this. He's blocked me on Twitter. I don't give a shit. Um, so, like, that's the problem. You know what's funny? My biggest takeaway was, like, oh, the best part of this tournament are guys that have been rostered on this roster for years, but they haven't been in a G1 for a while. And that was the re-addition of Jay White yep. and Will Ospreay for me. Those were the two I was like, oh, my God, I forgot they haven't been in the – they weren't in last year's tournament. Uh, Lance Archer – obviously is an interesting one i okay you want to know my problem ryan you want to know my problem yes please they're putting chase owens in this tournament but (laughs) minoru suzuki isn't in it and right it's been this way and it's unacceptable it doesn't make sense to me it does not make sense to me why they're not doing it. They didn't put T-Hawk or any strong hearts in this tournament. They didn't put the all Japan guy, Jake Lee, that they kind of teased. They didn't put anyone of interest. They put Jonah. Who's cool. They put Tom Waller. He deserves it. And they put Lance Archer. That's cool. You know, if for outsiders, that's fine. Great. But you could have went many other directions, but no, we had to get all of bullet club, except for the two juniors that they have in here. Yeah, I'm just sort of looking through to be to sort of put together who I think they're sort of missing. Uh, not really a huge thing, maybe, but you know, no, never open weight champion Carl Anderson. Um, That's true. This will know, be the first time I think Chris Sampson said this will be the first time a never open weight champion misses since 2012, which was I think Masato Tanaka. Yes, 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 yes. Um, just sort of looking through of people that are possible. Like, like, yeah, there are people like, you know, Brody King from like strong that out that have been like, that have been cool, but let's be, let's, you know, let's be sort of honest with ourselves who, who is really available. Um, you know, Carl Anderson, never open champion kind of, I guess, in that sense. Um, you know, we're not, we don't have any of the olds though. We don't have Tenzan. We don't have uh, Nagata. I like Nagata. two of the olds. Not Tenzan. I like Nagata and Kojima. Yeah, no Nagata, no Kojima. Well, there's a reason for one of those. <laughs> Fair. He's busy uh, being the champ. <laughs> um, obviously, no Ibushi. Um, yeah, that one, when this was over and there was no Ibushi, I was like, man, I don't enjoy New Japan nearly as much without him. And that's not good. He's very missed. He is very missed. And Great. he's not coming back. No, no Tama Tonga or Tongaloa. You just said Tama uh, Tonga. You did I say Tama? Said. Oh, yeah, he is. He was. He was the second person announced. <laughs> no Tongaloa, uh, though. No Tongaloa. Which, um, which is perfectly fine. No Hanma? What are we doing? Get Deathmatch Hanma in there. Uh, I just think, I think. Really, Suzuki. I would say Suzuki and like your never open weight champion are like the only big ones. And I'm okay. Both of them not being in there. Uh, I don't know, man. You're going to, if you're going to do 28 people, why are you just doing the whole part of your roster? No one wanted in there last year. Right. Like why, why are we doing that? You had people 
of interest to put in this tournament if you were going to expand it. And instead, you put... Mm, I'm not going to do it again, but I just... My expectations have lowered greatly. I'm happy for Lance Archer. I'm happy for Jonah. I'm happy for Tom Waller. I think the re-editions of a Juice Robinson, a Jay White, a Will Ospreay, they do bolster the tournament. The The lineup looks better than last year and the year prior. I will say that. Yes. But, 100%. but there is still too much fat that could have been trimmed here. You could have just done the 20-person block and cut eight very easy people to cut, and you would have had a really good G1 lineup. I think that's my biggest problem because now, you know what? We're going to get less good matches, and I guess that's just my biggest problem because I'm not watching certain people wrestle. I will not. I'm sort of thinking. I'm trying to look through who you cut. I hope evil wins. Really, there's like three people right off the bat that I would cut. Off the bat. But then there's like then you're you're talking about cutting five more. And it's like yeah, but then he's not making his debut. You can cut Phantasmo, he's not making his debut. Finley's out as well, not making their debut. Okay, okay. You're you're answering my questions very easily here. All right. (laughs) I think I think, yeah, I think I'm okay with it. I'm okay having some lost leaders in there. We all know they're not gonna win. We all know they're gonna get like a point, maybe. Uh so you know, I, I'm okay with it. I don't care. Uh could have cut Yano. Could have cut Yano. I say you make one block of seven uh, seven, right? One block yeah. of seven, it'd be of all the bad people. You put um I'm not gonna say bad. I'm just saying that you put all of these people together. Aaron Hanare, Yano, uh uh Yujiro, Badluck Fale, Chase Owens. Uh, two more, two more, two more. You're gonna have to toss in someone that actually wins the block too. <laughs> uh, that's true. Let's do Will Osprey at number oh, six. Christ. And then, <laughs> and then El Phantasma. Let's put all of them together. That sounds like the fucking hell block. <laughs> Look, if any person is gonna get good matches out of these groups of people, it's probably Will Osprey. Dude, you can't say I'm wrong. You can't say for a miracle. <laughs> then I'm I'm asking for wrestler of the year candidate. No, I want I want Yujiro to be in the same block as Naito. Yeah, it's possible for reasons. Obviously, I have no, no idea what reasons. they're going to do. I just think seeing that a lot of people were amped up for AEW involvement, uh, plus other involvement like Impact and other these other promotions. It's a letdown. It's a letdown. Sure. Sure. When you add people and you only have like three that are like, holy shit, or not holy shit even, but like, oh, that's cool. It's like, uh, eh, you missed the mark here. You did more for the the best of the Super Juniors than you did this. That's true. Um, yeah, no, I, I sort of agree. I see what you're saying. Also, fuck AAA and CMLL. Just wanted to put that up. Next up in the match order for Dominion was the interim AEW World Title Eliminator match. By the way, this is also when the cards started picking up in pace. 
Uh, it was. Started, this is why I started watching the car. <laughs> Hiroshi Tanahashi versus defeated Hiroki Goto. Uh, obviously, we all sort of saw the results coming, but what did you think of the match itself? Um, very to the point, very solid. Uh, no, no complaints here. I think if you were looking for something that these two would have given you a decade ago, then that's on you. Uh, if you went into this with a little bit lower expectations based off their G1 match, I think you were met with something pretty solid, uh, pretty, I think it beat expectations. If you came in with the lower ones for me, I thought it was a very good match. Uh, not very good. It was a good match. It, it got to the point Tanahashi wins. You get a big Tanahashi win on Dominion pay-per-view. Uh, it was nice to see Goto in a match that mattered. He had a little fire to him, I noticed, which was nice. Goto in singles matches doesn't always have fire anymore, so that was nice. Yeah, totally agree. It was uh, very solid, very serviceable. Uh, did exactly what it was going to be on the tin if you understood the expectations of the match um, and you know where these guys are in their careers and health-wise and all that jazz. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I thought that they put in good work. Um, was, that, was that a you know or a Yano? Uh, Yano, uh, they put in good work. <laughs> um, you know, I just you know, you know, uh, they just <laughs> uh, <laughs> know. Uh, they just I, I thought they just did a really good job and I, there's nothing more I can really say there's not much I really like remember distinctly from the match um, I thought Goto did a good job but it wasn't but not enough they didn't do enough to really sell that Goto was going to win this match mm, uh, I but I but that's okay because did we really want to see Goto Moxley no let's just do the match <laughs> let's just have a solid let's just have a solid match so we all know that the next match for Ben Dor, the main event, is going to be Tanahashi Moxley with Tanahashi winning the title. Yeah. Anyways, my anyways, my confidence in Moxley Tanahashi to deliver is very high. Like I'm yeah. very confident in them. My uh, my so my basement nice. is a four star match. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're gonna kill it. You know, because they have a story built. Yep. That's the that's the impressive part of having this match is that they've built this story, and I think it'll work out for them. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, let's move on to the next match, which was the New Japan King of Pro Wrestling 10-minute unlimited pinfall scramble match between Shingo Takagi and Taichi of Shingo getting the win. Scotty, I thought this match was really, really good. <laughs> I really like this match. I so so going into it, I had high expectations actually because when you put a time limit of 10 minutes on a match for a guy like Shingo Takagi, I have all the confidence in the world he's going to take advantage of all 10 minutes. He's going to make it hard hitting, he's going to make it fast paced. He's going to make it count, and that's exactly what he did. I thought Tai Chi was awesome in here as well. I don't want to just make this at all Shingo show because you don't do that without Tai Chi really going back with him. Uh, the drama that they created in those final like two minutes was fantastic, and I like that they had the timer on the screen 
I think that helps a lot, obviously, because, you know, in time matches, it sometimes disappears and you bring it back. This yeah. was really, really good. Really it a, well. It was done. a shoot, shoot 10 minutes. Yeah, I like the I like the point system that they had going. I thought that was I thought this was better than how they did the let's whoever gets to this number. I thought this was better. You know, when they did yeah. the uh last one, I thought this was better. I'd love to see more of this type of match with this cup. Yes. Like like that's yes. the whole thing. I would make that like the stipulation for this cup moving forward. I love this match gimmick. It felt very pure match in that sort of sporting sense of (laughs) in a way in a way that it was it wasn't necessarily like pure matches and everything are all about wrestling technical style and all that jazz here it was just about getting at it was really about like getting as many um one counts two counts it wasn't necessarily about putting your opponent away for three which i thought was weird that shingo did like a i think a puppy bomber and got a three count which you know definitively said oh i beat you uh and then and then he went out rolled out of after getting three counts i would think you know just stay down get more pinfalls um but i guess maybe that was against the rules i don't know um but I, I really enjoy the match the match type. Uh, I would love to see more of this match type. I it felt very sporting. Um, it was all going back to what I was saying. It was all about um, how, getting roll ups. So it's still very technical in that sense. It was very how do I get a roll up on this person? How do I get a backslide? How do I get a small package? How do I do all these different pinning maneuvers to be right. able to get a quick one count, two count? So it made it more technical in that sense. Um, I would love to see, like, I think a very funny spot in this kind of match gimmick with doing that Oklahoma roll around around the ring. That would be very funny to me with the ref going like, huh, yes. huh. so I, I think I think this match type would also be very good, in like a stardom type promotion. Someone like mm-hmm. a promotion that use does a lot of like roll up and backslides and kind of pinfall sort of things. Uh, I really and really enjoy this match i thought it was really well worked i really enjoyed the match type i really it was up to this point match of the night yeah i i, I agree it was definitely match of the night i thought it was better than the tanahashi goto match i think my only critique and obviously this is the first time they did it so i can't really be too mad is i think have it be closer heading into that last minute because it was it was a lofty lofty yeah. one-sided thing for Shingo and I was like oh well that's weird like I think mm-hmm. I'd have it closer I think I'd have going into that last minute you have a one point lead or something like that because it only heightens that drama a little bit but really really fun match uh it, it was different from the usual uh New Japan setup too which I think is why it fit in so well yeah I really really enjoy this match I want to see more of it um, also, I believe Shingo said that he is going to mi- reconstruct the King of Pro Wrestling title or belt trophy. So I'm interested to see what that looks like. I watched um, the I watched the Jumbo Saruta like something some 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 show. I don't know what it was called. It was called sure. something clearly because I said something something like ten times. It was uh, sponsored it was by the, Jake something. It was a memorial show. It was an anniversary memorial show. And Shingo 
was teaming with T-Hawk to face Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi from All Japan. And uh, Yuma won the uh, champion carnival. So he yep. had like this trophy that's fucking gigantic, right? <laughs> like gigantic. It's like taller than him. Mm-hmm. Like, and he puts it down in the middle of the ring because he had to walk out with it. <laughs> Shingo has the little cup. <laughs> and Shingo puts it next to it. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> so I like the idea that he wants to change what the cup looks like. And I yeah. like to think it came from that one moment. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. Totally Shingo's do it. Great. Shingo should win like every belt again. He should. Uh, never open weight title match. Carl Anderson defeats Tamatonga to win the never open weight title. 60 minutes and 28 seconds. Um, the I thought this was a solid match. I thought it was like perfectly fine and serviceable. Not as good as not when I say serviceable for the Tanahashi Goto one, that was still good. This was like fine and serviceable. The I think the issue of this match is that it was the, the ultimately what they did for the story was it being just a two on one match the entire time. Yeah. Tamatanga constantly going to the outside to take on Doc Gallows. Jado not being doing much of support in that sense, and then leaving Carl Anderson in the ring to recover and then go back in and beat down Tamatanga. So it really just became a two on one match here, which, if you're into that sort of story, then cool. I mean, I'm more into it when the person that the when the one person is able to overcome the odds. Obviously, that's more compelling, I think, for everybody in terms of storytelling. But otherwise, I think that you know the, the match was fine for what it was. So I saw some wonderful folks on Twitter, uh, you know, talk about how going into this match, it had the best, like, natural story in terms of, you know, Carl Anderson helped teach Tamatanga and helped him out, and ultimately he turned on him, and that's the reason they're at a bullet club. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. So this should be really personal. And then it was just, it didn't, it didn't ever really feel personal. Personal, yeah. it just felt. Oh, who's gonna hit the gun stun? And I'm like, who gives a shit? I don't. That 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 was like half the match was them trying to hit the gun stun. It was a little annoying. And then mm-hmm. you add in the part of him having to fight off gallows. The match was probably what I expected. So obviously not that great. It was mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. I just think they could have actually had a better match despite me not seeing Carl Anderson have a great match in a long while. And I will say the Tamatanga evil match that, you know, Ryan often talks about, that is a match that told me Tamatanga can have a solid match against your opponents. As long as you have a good story built in and some anticipation and excitement, and this just didn't have it. They had yeah. a good story built in, but they didn't have the execution. There's a way better match between these two, and it's a shame that it wasn't here. Maybe they'll be down the line. I just don't know. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't need to see it again. <laughs> uh, next up was the semi-main event, IWGP United States Heavyweight Title Match. Will Ospreay versus Sonata. Of course, Juice Robinson was supposed to be in this match. Um they even talked about how he has signed papers saying he was supposed to be in this match. He has the belt. Um, 
which is so, very interesting. Uh, but and obviously he has I appendicitis, so yeah, Juice was, was not say, able to be there. I, I was gonna say they really did a good job at trying to convince you that this wasn't uh, because of the appendicitis, but it was actually because he didn't want to show up. Yeah, like they made they really worked that in well because I was sitting there, I was like, because they didn't have the belt, so that really I think pushed that home, and I was like, damn. They're convincing me, even though we all know it's because of appendicitis, obviously. Um, he wouldn't be announced for the G1 if it was otherwise, right? <laughs> like, if he wasn't showing up, they would have been like, oh, well, we're going to replace you in our big tournament. Uh, and I think the best part before the match even started was Osprey just going, where's the belt? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I wrestling for no belt? I, I thought that was really good. Um, and I thought the match was really good. Uh, if you want to just get to the match, uh, this was a lot better than their New Japan Cup match, which I thought was a little shaky at times. I thought this was really good. This was my probably my second favorite match on the show, just edging out Shingo and Taichi. Uh, Sonata looked good. It was high pace, high action. There was no uh, Sonata rest fest, as I like to call it. It was just, it was very, very much down the Osprey route. Uh, but they were they were going they were going there was no rest for the wear and obviously we figured out that the main event got most of the time on the remainder of the show for a reason but osprey winning is a good move hopefully hopefully that curse of this title does stop now right yeah i think we just we we just got to get through the juice match which will happen at some point we'll uh, get to it yeah i think I think what's very interesting to me is that, you know, I sort of jokingly sort of talked about how Will Ospreay can pull a great match out of anybody, which is for the most part true. But I think what's great. What's that? Are you about to disrespect Sonata in terrible ways right now? I don't know about terrible ways. What I'm going to say is that I think Will Ospreay can pull a better match out of Sonata than like Okada can. Well, which it, which might be clash, that's but that's I'm the saying. thing. Yeah. What makes Sonata work better, and this is going to sound crazy, mm. bear with me, uh, is that Sonata? What I think works best with is when he is the cold skull, the cool man that's just sort of like doesn't say much, just kind of walks around looking all cool, you know, wearing glasses, cool jacket, all that stuff, uh, and then suddenly fast as hell turns it on gets the crowd crowd into him and he's able to get it very much in an orange cassidy sort of way that he is the cool calculated guy but the reason it works is not he goes out there and uh is cool it's that when he turns it on yeah. it's oh ho, holy crap that's what yeah. i think that's when sonata's starting to get is that when he turns it on, that's when it's, he's the most entertaining. Not when he's doing a 30-minute slow match with uh, Okada. It's when he's doing more of a, you know, th- I mean, this match was 12 minutes. It's more when he's doing more of a sprint kind of style match. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same sort of thing with his G1 matches, is that since the the, the time limit's 30 minutes with Okada, those matches all have been good because they've been more of a sprint. When he then challenges for the main title, they've always been like 35, 40, 45 minutes, and it's been unbearable. He's, he's better as a sprint guy, so let him go out there, be cool, calm, and then turn it on, turn it over, and uh, moonsault your way out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think Sonata. I like Sonata. I always have, but I do agree that when he can turn it up, turn it on, he's very, very good. And that's, that's again, what he did here. So, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, the match was good, and I thought they had the right winner, though. I thought Osprey was indeed the right winner because now, again, hopefully you have a champion for the long haul. Hopefully you don't you know, keep flopping this title back and forth. This title could use a nice 200-day reign. Yeah, it needs it needs which is the same same sort of issue. Why people are talking about curse? Same sort of thing that people kind of talked alluded to about AEW is that we need something a concrete thing for a good amount of time. Um, I think that's that's needed. Um, in a lot of ways, that's also what uh, that was needed for the IWGP World Title was to have a long ring with Okada, uh, and we're about to talk whether or not it was long enough because the main event was IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match, Jay White defeating Kazuchika Okada. A lot of surprises here, but guess what? Jay White did tell us all, like he typically does, uh, and he defeated Kazuchika Okada to win the IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match. Um, Scotty, what did you think of this match? No one has a bigger stranglehold on their promotion more than Jay White does. And what I mean by that is this guy walked out of Japan a year ago, said, I'm not coming back until things are better, walked right back in, and is now the top champion in the promotion. He missed a year, essentially. Essentially a year, maybe two. Pretty much two because of certain situations. But he mostly missed the past year after winning the Never Open Weight title. He left Japan. He said, I'm not coming back until things get better, until restrictions are down. That's pretty much what he said. He ha- he spent his life here in the United States. He's gotten married. He's ha- having the time of his life. He has a little US of J Open Challenge that really started to heat him up. He worked Impact of all places. He dropped in on AEW a little bit. He did a lot of these things. But the moment, the moment that the New Japan proper could get him back in, they put their top title right back on him. No one, no talent has uh, matters more to a company for some reason than Jay White. And I like Jay White, but I found that to be very interesting that the first chance they got, they put the title on him. He's now four and one. Against Kasuchika Okada, four and one. Not many people say that. That's huge. Yes, Uh, this is his first title win against uh, Kasuchika Okada, so that's important as well. Obviously, the one loss is at Madison Square Garden in the G One Supercard. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the the tickets, uh, the ticket sales, and everything, Jay White. And here you have Jay White walk in. Obviously, as confident as can be, has Gato beside him. First time in a long time, again, with that. And my biggest takeaway from this match, besides that, obviously, is that Jay White knows how to work his crowds to perfection. Here in the United States, he he wrestles a very very American style of all action all the time. Hits a lot of his big moves. You know, he does the heel stuff, but not to the extent that he does in Japan, 
where he very much slows it down. He very much breaks down the body of his opponents. He's on top for, you know, 30 minutes of, or not 30 minutes, but the majority of his long matches. He has long matches. He knows how to change it up. And if people like that, if people don't like that, it's whatever. He knows what he's doing. He has the audiences in the palm of his hand. His heel work, I think, is uh, untouched, really, by most of wrestling, if not everyone, because he knows the audience so well. He's telling, he talks a lot, and that obviously could throw people off, and maybe they don't like it. But when you have a crowd not making noise, you got to create that buzz yourself. And that's what Jay White did. He would tell the crowd chant, oh, Kata. And every time they didn't, he'd get pissed off. He said, ah, oh, fuck you guys. And I or, think. Or even when they won't do it, they're, they're, yeah. they wouldn't cheer. Yeah, and it's even better at the end when he gets really mad at everyone. He's like, come on. I, I'm your champion. Cheer for me. And they actually did, which was really good. They actually started to make sound for him. Uh, I think Jay White's a master of what he does. I don't think this match reached the levels of a Kota Bushi one, which obviously I think is the fair comparison because it's that same exact style. And I think it could have if there was more, maybe if there was a little more Okada-ness to it, if that makes sense, because this, again, very Jay White. Okada was mostly getting beat up the entire time. I thought the second half of this match was fantastic. First half was a little slow, obviously, because most of it was just him doing his little thing. But that mm-hmm. second half of this match really took it home. So solidified a great match. And now, Kazuchi Okada is no longer world champion. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I mean, I like that you brought up the his last world title match against Abushi, um, and in very much sense they had they did a lot of things there that I that, I mean that was my match of the year uh, that Jay White uh, Abushi match, um, and they did a lot of similar stuff here. Is that you know storytelling? The the difference being here is that uh, in that story it was a similar stuff. Jay White's on top for the majority of it, asking Gato so comfortable. Well, no, it, it actually no, it's actually different. It's very different. They, it they did sim- they did similar beats, it's the same but different idea. same right. similar beats, but different story. Because that match was he's asking Gato, hey Gato, what should I do now? I don't know yeah. what I should do. Please tell me what match, what moves I should do. Because I don't know what to do to put this guy away. I don't know how to put this guy away. Here, he is so comfortable that he's just looking at Gato like, hey, Gato, I, you want, he's, what, I think Kevin Kelly said he's playing the hits. What, what do you want me to do? Kiwi, sleeper, Gato, sleeper. All right, and then goes for the sleeper. He doesn't quite get it, but then he eventually yeah. gets it, so it's fine. Uh, that he is, it is the complete 180 where we left Jamie, whatever the fuck, uh, and became again Jay White. No, he is back. He went on excursion part two came back renewed refocused uh brought everything back together jay white you put the title on him makes all the sense in the world um it's it's a great move for new japan i think it's the right move for new japan i thought okada was okada is a great champion i would have thought it would be a good idea also to leave the title okada but if jay white is here to stay if jay white is going to g1 and all that jazz put the title on jay white you can get the match down the line, which also means presumably 
just because of how things typically work out in New Japan, that we'll probably get him at Wrestle Kingdom versus the G1 winner. So, and then he can lose the title there, and it could be Okada again. Who the heck knows? Um, yeah, I, I don't I, know. I like now. it. I don't yeah. know who wins the G1. <laughs> um, Which is, I like Okada it. That's what, champion, but that's what you want. That's what you want, right? If Okada had been champion, I think there were multiple options that would have made sense. Now, with it being Jay White, it could be Okada. It could be Okada. I think that would be a mistake. Uh, to have him win back to back, but you can do whatever you want. It's interesting. It's interesting. And I think uncertainty is always a good thing. Uh, I want to say that I think Kazuchika Okada is now officially out of, or will be very soon out of the wrestle of the year conversation. I think now that he no longer has the belt to lean on. The G1 uh, will really test that. The G1 is really going to test that. The G1 will, but everyone has to remember he is having a kid soon, mm-hmm. so a break yeah. is possible as well. Um, I think I think him without the title, though, does, for me, probably take him out of it in the end because the G1 is now lesser, so you have six matches instead of nine um, as one competitor, right? So you have yep. that. Plus, we don't know his block yet. And I'm sure, I'm sure all six matches aren't going to be bangers for him. Yujiro, <laughs> Balak Fale, Chase Owens. Yeah, he's going to put them all together. He's going to get the crap one. Uh, and it's very interesting, right? Because they built up Okada massively since that G1. He was dumb. He lost one match in there. And then he lost one singles match this year, which was tonight, which he got back. And in the first opportunity for Jay White, Jay White beats him. Uh, I think the frustrations of people i don't think it's frustrations that jay white is champion i think it's frustrations that bullet club in 2022 is back mm-hmm. on top and that i can agree with because let's be honest the majority of bullet club isn't all that good they're I lame like of they are <laughs> i like house of torture i like jay white everyone else i'm good i'm really good now here in 2022 Taiji Ishimori is a good wrestler, but I'm over it, right? I'm over it. I'm not I'm not cheering for a Carl Anderson never open weight title reign. I'm not cheering for the good brothers to win anything, truthfully. Um, I, I'm very open. I'm not a big L phantasmal guy, but he's moving up to heavyweight. I like Ace Austin, but I didn't want Ace Austin to join this group to begin with. So that's where I'm at. Chris Bay, by the way, is still part of this group, technically, even though he's never, ever been in japan for any of these things so it's like bullet club in 2022 should no longer be on top however i'm good with jay white being world champion because he's the only part that isn't lame house of torture doesn't even count man kenta doesn't count either kenta's kenta no kenta's so much better than bullet club i saw it in noah this year i know what he can do and that's what angers me the most but i'm just i'm very very tired of bullet club I'm happy for Jay White. Happy he's champion, but I'm very tired of the Bullet Club shtick. Yeah, it just, I think what it it lost a lot of its cool factor. You know, uh, BTE, the elite, (laughs) did a lot of the cool stuff. I mean, GOD has a lot of coolness to them, realistically speaking. You know, but they're realer than Gorilla. Exactly, exactly right. So the people left over are not necessarily the coolest. You need an injection of cool 
and Phantasma's a little dorky cool. Uh, Very dorky. Juice is also kind of a I silly cool. Juice is getting there, but I think he has more work. I think a G1 will do Juice Wonders. He's getting there. He's already rock hard, man. Yeah. He, once you're <laughs> rock hard, you never go down. Um, uh, I think. Uh, you know, I, I was just, I was also thinking about like, I wonder who, I was trying to think of like who from like, who, who would be like a good, cool, strong group or, or person or tag team to inject into Bullet Club. I mean, there's obviously way too many people, but who is like something that's like dead set cool that would be a great person to put in Bullet Club? I'm having, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I can't think of anyone. No, because most of the time it takes the cool from that person away. Jay White is the only person that's cool. House of Torture, I'm saying again, doesn't count. They're not part well, of Bullet I, Club anymore. It, do, it re- doesn't feel like they are. I think what also what I'm thinking about is that you know who has the cool factor? Who, cool. I like him. We know who took the cool factor away from Bullet Club as a group. United Empire. They're cool. United Empire are cool. Bullet Club are a bunch of dorks. <laughs> Bullet Club is a bunch of and Jay White. And Jay and White. And, and House of Torture. Yeah. And Kenta, who hasn't Kenta hasn't been around for the past six months so i don't even count i can't count any of these guys the the group that i saw on on sunday closing out this show yeah there was only one person out there that wasn't a dork (laughs) yeah all right but Um, but but i guess we should talk about this real quick we know where we're going now jay white called out hangman page he said you had your friends create a company because you couldn't make it here he said that is uh, post-match presser. It was a great promo uh, going at Hangman Page. He goes, Adam Cole, congratulations, my friend. Uh, so it seems Jay White versus Hangman Page is the direction, and I think that's a good direction. Um, I remember them having a really good match at one of the U.S. shows for the U.S. title, actually, long ago when Jay White had that one. Uh, so I look forward to them all these years later, much better than they were then, um, having a match. It's not the main event, by the way. John Moxley versus Tanahashi is 1,000% your main event now. I feel like we're going to get a tag match. No way. But I think – no, no, no. Hear me out. No. Me no, out. nothing is better Hear than a single title match. There is nothing better. Hangman Okada is a singles match by itself. Jay White, Adam Cole is a tag match against two other people. I don't think that is. I don't know who the two other people know. They're heavily hinting the hangman page thing now. Yeah. I think they're doing Okada. Well, I, what is, what is making me think this way is that hangman is calling out Okada and not necessarily the IWGP championship. So I think he Hangman I'm rather for another world title. And Okada just happened to be the champion. That's also true. See, we'll see. We'll get. I guess we we'll will. see that we will. Jay White's probably back in the United States already. I think they have a strong recording this weekend. Yes. So I think he will be around if uh, if they want to put him on TV. Yes, I'm sure they will. 
All right, let's talk about Cyber Fight Festival. We don't have a lot of time left, and we talked about Dominion way too long. Uh, so we're going to move it all along here. Uh, last three matches from Cyber Fight Festival are really the big uh, talking points. There was also the big news item about the uh, Nakajima, Endo, um, 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 Junakiyama stuff, which, uh, I mean, do you have anything to say about that real quickly? Um, he got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> uh, the reaction on everyone was like, it was kind of priceless because obviously it's like, oh, this match should be really good, and it ended within five minutes, not even six, six I mean, minutes and twenty seconds. Felt a lot shorter than that. Endo, you know, was hitting Nakajima. Nakajima was kind of his cool, calm self. He's just taking it, and then the first strike he sends. It knocks Endo out. Uh, yeah. It was kind of surreal in a way. Gives him like, a concussion and everything. Yeah, yeah. He he knocked him out clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, not great for Nakajima, who I think already had his heat backstage. <laughs> so I'm sure he was like, ah, oh, come on, man. I Well, I think he has heat backstage, but he also wants to leave probably. So it's probably, I don't think he cares. <laughs> you, would, you would think he'd want to leave, right? <laughs> it yeah. would be weird if he oh, yeah. didn't. Um, he deserves a lot better. Um, but thankfully, Endo sounds like he's okay, so we don't have to worry about it. And now I can say he got knocked the fuck out. Uh, hardcore match. Kano defeats Daisuke Sasuke in a hardcore match, like I said, in 21 minutes and 28 seconds. This match can be best described as a mess with a lot of big spots. That's what this was. Good, good mess, bad mess. A mess. It's right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it opened with a lot of like DDT shenanigan stuff, but that was also special. If that helps, sure. I thought this match was really good. I think that it opened with a lot of DDT nonsense stuff, which was good because that's also the kind of the point of the match. I saw your tweet, and I'll make I'll let you make your point about it. But I agree with what you said about uh, story going into this match versus what this match gave us. Yeah. Um, but I. Uh, Ultimately, I enjoyed it because it was just sort of a clusterfuck of of bits. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I would have gone higher, but Kano never fully got the fire leg out. So, <laughs> you know, with that being said, you well, know, it's not it's not going to hit that four stars for me. Yeah, the buildup was like, oh, we hate each other. This is a blood feud almost. You have both of them attacking each other's promotions. I mean, Sasaki pretty much buried Noah in a sit-down interview that he did. You know, who has it? Well, that's a good point. Most of the Noah roster, actually. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, but give me the three hundred K, please. Thank you. Okay, Kano, he he's obviously very good, and for me, I don't enjoy him in these matches. Uh, the Muto one wasn't good. Obviously, you know, Ryan will never forget the flaming foot, but it wasn't good. I'll I'll never good. forget the flaming foot into a shining wizard and losing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. So like that plus this is like uh, the most important part is he didn't look like a nerd in the end, which can be a problem with Kano. Um, and now he's set up for bigger things, which is good. He had good fire at the end to pretty much kill off Sasaki and win. Yeah. Not 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 enough good fire, but good fire. Good fire. 
Princess of Princess title match, Shoka Nakajima defeats Yuka Sakazaki in 14 minutes and 57 seconds. Uh, this match felt very sudden in terms of the finish. Uh, you know, as someone watching it, obviously, and knowing what these two are capable of and the big the big stage of Cyber Fight Festival, I think it was good, but never... It was missing something. It had a flat it never, finish. It never, never quite got to that next gear. No, it didn't. And I thought the crowd was very out of it. Not the, that the crowd was very good by this time of the show. They were probably sure. tired. It was like a six-hour show. Uh, I just think I expected a little bit more, and maybe that's on me. But it never got to that next gear. It just, it just, it just ended. Yeah, it, it kind of a kind of a letdown for me. Uh, I haven't, I don't really, I don't really watch TJPW. Uh, I know of Shoka Nakajima. I know of Yuka Sakazaki from both of their AEW experiences. The so sooner Shoka loses, the better. Let me, just I was that. interested. I was interested, but I was like, nah, all right. Okay. I <laughs> so mean, the, the memory from the show for the women was again, the Miyu Mashita head kick. So it's like, yeah. Even even when you have another top champion, it's still about Yamashita. Mm-hmm. Um, in our main event, the GHC heavyweight title match, Satoshi Kojima, New Japan Satoshi <laughs> Kojima, defeats Go Shiyazaki in 21 minutes and 11 seconds. I tweeted out that uh, asking if anyone else had uh, a Satoshi Kojima Japanese step team entrance on their bingo card. I was the only one that had it. That means I'm going to get $300,000. So thank you. <laughs> um, where do we go? Where do we go? Uh, he's now what the fourth guy to get the triple crown of the triple crown, triple, triple crown championship from all Japan, the GHC championship from Noah and the new Japan uh, IWGP heavyweight title. He's the fourth person to do it. In Muto history. Was the, yes, in history. Muto was the third last year. Mm-hmm. Last year? Last year. Yes. Uh, so, so. M- Muto, Muto, asterisk, and Kojima are the only. There's uh, no asterisk there. No, 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 no. The asterisk is, is, is on, uh, on active. Uh, oh, c- yes. current very, uh, wrestlers very sad Muto's retiring he has four, five matches left I, I hope they take advantage of it I'm sure one of them will be a title match. I, I can't uh, wait for five Muto wins <laughs> and, and him beating people Kojima people really want out. him to beat people really hope he faces Sting uh, which is Sting? Uh, well because of their matches from WCW mm. uh, which would be yeah. cool if they, did, if they did a tag you do like Muto and I don't know Kiyomiya versus Darby and Sting, maybe. That'd be yeah, cool. That'd be, that'd that'd be nice. Cool. That'd be very yeah. cool. Uh, that'd be actually really that'd be a lot of fun to have on any show. But but to the main event, have it here's Dynamite. what I will say. Here's what I will say. I think Kojima getting such an accolade for the type of guy he is and the type of guy you know everyone knows he is, very cool. Very deserving. Um, that being said, I can't be upset about Go Shiozaki losing because he was never supposed to have the title in the first place. Yeah. That's the way I walked away from this. I was like, we got, he wasn't we got, even supposed to be here. 
we got two good Goshiozaki title matches. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, this didn't live up. Not it, let me take it back. It was very good. Didn't live up to their the the first Shiozaki match with Kiyomiya. I thought that was better, but mm-hmm. I thought this was very entertaining, very good. Uh, Kojima's still solid, guys. Like we, you know, we can we can make fun of all the old guys we want. Kojima still has a lot to offer. So in a way, I'm happy he went to Noah to do important matches. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy for him. He gets a big spot. My only hope is, which I don't know, I don't know what their plans are. I would like for him to put over Kimia in the end for the title. That would be my ask. I think that would be best. It would be a good rub. Uh, Kiyomiya is now go not Kiyomiya. Uh, Kunjima is now going to face Kano in the next yep. match, which yep. should be very good. Very good. I, I mean, you're a big Kano guy. Obviously, he's your number one guy if we talk Noah-wise. So that should be good. Uh, I like the direction they're going. If because again, this was supposed to be uh Fujita versus Kojima, and I think Kojima is gonna win no matter what. I think originally this match was Fujita versus Muto, and then it became right, Fujita versus then it became Fujita versus Kojima, and then we yeah. got Kojima versus Go. I think take that as a win, baby. That's a win in my book. I think Fujita versus Kojima probably would have been like good, yeah, because. It, it, Fujita probably would have been like in the mindset of, oh, I am going to lose, and that's okay. <laughs> Instead that's of true. like the usual, because, you know, the guy's old enough. If it's, I think if it's the mark. <laughs> I, I agree that of all the olds, Kojima is probably the one of, is a, one of the better olds, so yeah. I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, it's like him, Masato Tanaka. <sighs> Fujita can be good. Um, but he's also annoying in his booking. So yeah, yeah, we, we will we will say he's bad for that reason alone. And Kai and Shibuto, of course. <laughs> yes. <The> um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about some super cold. We're not takes. on recording, but I just want everyone to know I did the Muto thing. You did, of course. He we always do. Uh, Helena Cell, super ice cold takes. We're gonna blast through Helena Cell real quick. Uh, Raw Women's Triple Triple Threat ta- or Triple Threat Match: Bianca Belair defeats Asuka and Becky Lynch in 19 minutes. I thought this match was great. I thought Bianca Belair uh, is is fully holding her own uh, in this division. Fully uh, in this division, uh, I think they've done a they've a lot of missteps, but I think they've ultimately they've set her up to be a reasonable person to uh, challenge in any of these matches and to hold a title in the women's division. So good for WWE on building as much of a star as they can. Uh, They're not really good at it, but they did it successfully, at least for the most part with Bianca Belair, a lot of missteps, but uh, they got, they got somewhere. She is by far the best uh, performance center product. Correct. Ever. Not even a question. There's no one that comes close in second place. Uh, she proves it every time here. This match was very good. Second best match of the night for me, probably for everybody. Um, I thought they went out there, had a good showing. Asuka and Becky were very solid. I think I think it's time for Becky to uh, start that, which I think we're starting to see now, get her back to baby face uh, because obviously that's what the people have wanted for long. And Asuka's still very good. She's still very good. She pulled out a little of her uh, old days in there with a couple uh, double 
spinning back fist, which was really cool. But yeah, yeah the match was that, very good. That one sequence of Asuka and Becky Lynch was really good. Yeah. Uh, two on one handicap match. Bobby Lashley defeats MVP and Omos. Who man, what a Bobby stinker. Lashley won. Moving on. <laughs> so what a stinker of a match. Uh, Kevin Owens defeats Ezekiel. I was kind of surprised that they had Kevin Owens win here, um, but I guess they're continuing the feud. I don't know. Uh, people, how do you feel about Ezekiel? I, I mean, people enjoy it. I think it's a dumb gimmick, but I guess he's doing a good job with it. But does that make it good? I don't know. I don't really give a shit about it, truthfully. Like, that, that's kind of the way I'm walking away from it. Like, you know, good for him, I guess, that he has something that people are interested again. Uh, I got I got to give credit to Ezekiel slash Elias. He's gotten over everything he's ever had to do. Yeah, all he's really shit. good. He's really good yeah. in that sense. So good, good on him, I guess, uh, seeing that they almost released him at one point, it sounded like, that they were thinking about it, which is crazy, seeing we just said that he gets over a lot of this shit. Um, but yeah, Kevin Owens winning is not a bad thing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next six man tag team match Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Edge, and Rhea Ripley defeat the team of AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Liv Morgan. The next night, Finn Balor joins Judgment Day and kicks out Edge. <laughs> well, there's this thing called a panic button, and they had to press it about a million times. They're probably slamming their finger on it, might have hurt themselves while doing it. Yeah, that happened. Uh, the match happened as well. I, I just, I like that the panic button they hit was turn edge baby face. Yes, that's the thing that will fix it you, all. You got to think about it, though. Who are they going to turn baby face? They don't have any other proven people. I don't know. Build up a star, maybe. I don't they know. don't build have time, man. <laughs> they got a long, long summer ahead of them. They don't <laughs> have time. They had time for the past decade to do that, and they didn't do it. You want them to do it now? <laughs> <laughs> That's they true. They did build up a star. He walked through the door from AEW. That was the best building of a star they've done in a long time. They're, now they're looking at AW's roster and be like, "All right, who do we who can we get? We gotta get somebody. We'll save us now." Yeah, let's uh, talk. To, we gotta talk to we gotta talk to MJF. We get, we need that guy. Remember how he was the talk of the town, and now I just I he's just AW has all these problem problems problems going on and situations going on. They're like, "Oh right, MJF's a person." Oh yeah, that's crazy. No holds. Uh, otherwise, I thought this match was pretty good. Uh, no holds bars match. No holds barred match. Mad Cat Moss defeats Happy Corbin. They stripped Mad Cat Moss of all of his stuff. He's now just like Steve Blackman. Um, and he's, well, he's still Mad Cap. He's still Mad Cap. Really, still Mad Cat. That is true. Why don't you just call him Moss? Uh, I, I have a feeling. Uh, my my fear is oh, <laughs> that they're they're gonna cut his last name and he's just gonna be Madcap. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to cut a name, they're gonna cut the wrong one. I think what they should do, and this is and what I think, Madcap, bro. What they should do is give him a first name and call him Madcap Riddick Moss. That's fine. I don't know why. And then just nickname Madcap. I, I think that's what you what should his do. First name was I forgot he was Riddick Moss. Riddick after the hit Vin Diesel movie. I was gonna say maybe they'll just call him Riddick. Riddick. Oh, it's Riddick. 
Ritty. I didn't watch this match. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it was. It is what it was. It was fine. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty fine. It happened. It happened. Yeah. The 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 big crux of this match was the crowd uh, overtaking this match and saying we want tables, and then neither of the guys doing any sort of table spots and be like, nope, can't do it because they couldn't do it because Cody was going to do it and Seth Rollins were going to do it. So, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, that's WWE wrestling. The crowd wants something. They can't give it to them because someone else is going to do it later in the show. I get it, but you know, it is what it is. United States title match. Theory defeats Chicago's own Mustafa Ali. Didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, it was fine. Uh, it was, you know, pretty good. Uh, it was just, you know, what, what is theory is going to win. They're building them up. They're slowly building up as the next John Cena and Mustafa Ali lost in Chicago. So it is what it is. In his own hometown. John Cena, as if he has any shot of being John Cena. They're trying. They think Roman's the next, the the current rock. That's what they think. Well, he's currently Brock, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Which is fine. I'm surprised they haven't hit the panic button on Brock yet. I mean, where is he? They're probably thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying. They're trying to give him more money. Vince is probably like, he, they probably, Nick Khan's probably like, don't fucking, pre- don't you fucking press it. We need to save money. Don't, don't you, fuck- I have to release more people. And he's like, eh, but Brock. He'd be like, yeah. okay. Yeah. But I just fired my daughter. Uh, and then the <laughs> Helena, and the main event, Helena Cell match. Five star. Made of it, Ryan. Hell in a Cell match, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Uh, a lot of praise. A lot of praise online. I walked away from this saying it was the WWE match of the year, and I don't think anything is close to it anymore. I think if you consider what Cody Rhodes went into that match with and what just the reveal of that awful awful bruise and then the story that they were able to tell with Rollins focusing on it and Cody surviving and fighting I actually did love this match it was uh, great storytelling a great present day Hell in a Cell I thought it was excellent I thought I thought you know if, if Meltzer was going to give a WWE match the five this year, I would have also picked this one. I didn't give it five, obviously, but I thought it was a fantastic match. Um, shows that Seth Rollins can indeed still go for those who don't know. And I think it also solidified a few things. It solidified the best, best WWE trilogy of matches in a long time. I don't Years. really know the last one. Yeah, I don't know the last one that lived up to this. I thought the Seth Rollins Edge one was good, but seeing I thought this was better. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. And, and before you just go, uh, Cody Rhodes is the face, ace, everything of this company. He is everything of this company. When he walks through that curtain on January whatever for the Royal Rumble match and wins, it's going to be a big moment. Because that's exactly what's happening. You can't do anything else now. Nine months, my ass, by the way. No, 100%. He's, he's their new John Cena in terms of like the way they're 
giving him all these things like, oh, he's a superhero. He played through injury and, oh, he came back three and a half months early. He's got superpowers and blah, blah, blah. That's what that's what they're doing here, which is fine. Awesome for Cody. That's uh, what they Cody's, should do. Yeah, they, absolutely. They should. Cody's going to end his year, which I thought the stat was great with back to he started his year with a five star Meltzer match and he's ending it with a five star Meltzer match. Three star uh, Cody, my ass, people. I thought this match was good. Uh, I'm low on it compared to other people, and maybe it's because I'm an AEW stan. Uh, yeah, I admit it. yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I wasn't a huge fan of allowing him to wrestle. I get it. It's not a concussion or anything else. It's already fully clean off the bone. What more are you going to do to it? Just have him wrestle. Who cares? He'll have surgery later. That's so exactly I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get Cody wanting to do it to prove himself to Vince. He's I just think, Cena, man. I just, I just hate that. That's the way you have to prove yourself to Vince. I hate that. I think that's dumb and stupid. Um, I didn't really like the Hell in a Cell match itself too much because wow. I don't like modern Hell in a Cell matches anymore. Um, that's just how it is for me i don't like the overabundance of making the hell in a cell match like you know chairs and tables and doing all this stuff and you know i, I liked it more i mean it's always it's always been it's always hit, had chairs i mean a mankind one had chairs and it had tacks in it but i wasn't a huge fan of like doing all this i wasn't a huge fan of doing the strap i get why they did it i get all these things but i just didn't really get into it and i admit i'm on the lower end uh, I just, uh, yeah, I just wasn't you're the fully only into one it. on the lower end. I haven't heard anyone else beyond that, and I think it is because you're an AEW stand. <laughs> yeah, I'm an AEW Noah Cody, um, Cody hater. I think that's what you I'm are. I'm a Cody just hater. Like, you're like all the other AEW stands. Oh, he was actually never good. That's exactly what you are. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, and you know, he never was really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did. He's not. He wouldn't be perfect for them right now. No, MJF is great, but as soon as he goes to WWE, he's bad. Uh, yes. See, I'm happy you're acknowledging that this is exactly who you are. Yeah, yeah. I no, I just, I, I just didn't get quite into this match, and I think it was because I just don't necessarily like Cody and Seth. I get it. No, 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 no. I don't like. I don't <laughs> like seeing the peck. I don't like that. That's what you have to do to prove yourself to Vince. I get that. I get that. I get that. That was a you smart thing for Cody to do. But I just think it's a very Cody thing to do. <laughs> it's also a very this Cody thing to do. Very Cody thing to do. With or without Vince, I think he does. He endeared, him, he endeared, himself, he endeared himself to the fans in the back office. I get why fans. you do it. I get just why you imagine. do it. I just I just wasn't into it. I'm just imagine saying I wasn't into it. AEW, though. He would have been booed out of the fucking building still. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but he has people that love him now, so it's okay. He is. It works he is for that audience that he wanted to be, and it's great. Uh, I look forward to his return. Until then, good luck WWE, because Cody was your one exciting thing you had. I don't think I don't think it was necessarily the wrong move. I just didn't like it. Does that make sense? There was a lot of people frustrated with the, that he did that. So I get it. To me, it it just doesn't matter. I don't care. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let's move on. Let's preview some stuff. Triple Mania this Saturday, the second this of show, three. 
is going to be ass. <laughs> and here's Mania, Tijuana. This is the two second of three Triple Manias. I'm only going to pronounce yeah, it Triple Mania now, one, just like my hero, Matt Stryker. The first um, one was... Uh, yeah. It was interesting. Um, so this one, so far, the card that we have in front of us, we have the continuation of the Ruleta de la Muerte uh, tournament where the losers continue on and eventually someone's going to lose their mask. So we have two yeah. semifinal matches here. Uh, we have Blue Demon Jr. versus Pentagon Jr. and Volano 4 versus Psycho Clown. Um, I would... Absolutely I, I, no chance we get Psycho Clown versus Penta. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I I think at best we have Blue Demon Jr. versus Psycho Clown. I think that too. Think it, or that too. or Pentagon versus Volano. But I think Psycho Clown I, versus Blue Demon Jr. is a better match, probably. I think Psycho Clown is also king of... Ah, uh, oh shit. I might lose my mask. Ah, oh shit. I have to be in the big match at... Because he's the triple a ace or whatever you want to call him yeah uh, I just the triple ace I did, I, triple ace yes he is the triple h it's time to play the game uh <laughs> yeah can't wait can't wait maybe these will be good maybe one of them will be good i hope one of them is good i think i think they'll be decent um then we have a mask versus mask eight way elimination cage match so basically we have eight luchadoras uh, in a cage match uh, eliminate they'll have to get eliminated uh lady shani cheek tormenta maravilla maravilla uh la hydra flamer uh, reina dorada uh sexy star two and a mystery person don't know who that mystery person is uh but whoever's gonna lose this match match will also lose their mask so we're gonna have someone who is not gonna have who has have their face revealed during this during this show don't know who any of them are. I hope it's Sexy Star 2 so that we can try to not call her Sexy Star. I think that's just causing more confusion than it needs to be. That's true. Uh, we have a five-way match. Scotty, I know you're into this match. <clears throat> I Because I'm into it. Match, right? Laredo, match. Laredo Kid versus Taurus versus Ray Phoenix versus Bandito. Versus Vikingo. Woo! That's what we're talking about. If this is anything but greatness, I'll be very upset. I'm surprised the title isn't on the line or some title. Isn't they on don't the care about the title. I know. That's care. also true. That's true. There isn't a promotion that cares less about their top title than AAA. Yeah, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's what AEW needs to do. Uh, it's just, just care less <laughs> about the top title. Just have a bunch of titles, but no one cares about them. <laughs> FTR hasn't been on any of these shows. I just realized. Uh, no, not yet. They might be on the next one. We'll to, see. They have to be on the third one. This main event's trash, man. <laughs> uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy versus Dragon Lee and Drillistico. I think I said this to you. Terrible. I slacked this to you. I think. Months ago, when the graphic came out, this is a hype match. Yeah. But then, now that now that the Hardys have been in AEW and wrestled for a bit, I'm not too interested. Plus, you have the Hardys in a ladder match on Wednesday. Yeah, say, here's that's what I said to you. I was like, you're gonna have 
these two in a ladder match after being terrible for the most part. In after Jeff was awful after his last ladder match. This one's going to be even sooner after that ladder match. And he's going to wrestle against Dragon Lee and Drillistico. I don't know what magical powers Dragon Lee and Drillistico have, but I don't think they're magical enough to uh, make this that good. But I'm going to watch it because I'm sick in the head. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see Dragon Lee, Drillistico versus Matt Hardy for 20 minutes. I think that's going to be good. That sounds like hell. <laughs> hell in a cell? Matt Hardy. Um, no, no, not hell in a cell. There's no cell. Five stars? Five stars, Jeff Hardy? Like I said, Does I Jeff think... Jeff Hardy have a five-star match with his name? TLC, maybe? I don't, I don't think so. TLC, maybe. I'll have to look, have to look of, into One that. of the 75? Probably. But yeah, that's and that's Triple Mania. <laughs> that's, that's a very quick-ass preview. Is that Tijuana? Is that Tijuana? It's Tijuana. It was Tijuana. And we'll get the, the third one. July. When is the third one, you said? Yeah, July or August. Uh, I think it's not till October. What? <laughs> Let me look it up. Yo, I think it's some bullshit. <laughs> that Andrade works for like two AAA shows, and now he can't work with New Japan. I think it's some bullshit. He's he's in AAA. He's not in CMLL. Should have been CMLL. No one wants to go to CMLL. All they got is Teton. Also, they weren't running shows forever. <laughs> So yeah. I, I don't blame him not going there. Yeah, the next one's October 10, uh, 10, 15 in Mexico City. Not looking forward to it. They don't have that card announced at all, right? Uh, no, just the finals of the mask versus mask match. Cool, cool. Maybe so, I'll, maybe we can get a Vikingo defense on there. Maybe. It's October, so it's a ways away. So we got some time. Um, let's talk about very quickly at the end of the show. Do we want to preview this real quickly? Yes, we will. Impact Slammiversary happening next Sunday as well. This is uh, the second biggest match of the year. Biggest show of the year. Show, biggest show of the year. And no one cares. I haven't seen a single person talking about this other than Garrett Kidney. That's that's it. So let's talk about it. Your main event for the Impact Slam Anniversary Show again, t- celebrating 20 years of Impact is Josh Alexander, the future versus the past of Eric Young in the Impact World Championship match. Who cares? No, really, who cares? Like, there's a reason they haven't sold out Slam Anniversary yet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, let me see uh, if I can pull up their their wrestle ticks as well. Zero part of me is excited for this in any way. Yeah, it really it really doesn't have the sort of excitement of twenty years of impact that it should. It's the you know what it does have the excitement of how the fuck did they make it to twenty years of impact? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I don't know. Eric Young, he's not too shab. Josh Alexander's great. It's 2022. When's the last great Eric Young? Uh, no, he had a good match with Jay White. Well, that's Jay White. I guess Josh Alexander's good. There we go. Thank you. We are back, we're back around. So get hype, folks. Um, <clears throat> we are also going to have a queen. Hyped. Yeah. We're going to have a queen of the mountain match 
for the Knockouts World Championship. Uh, we are going to have Tasha Steeles defending her title against Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green, Jordan Grace, and Mia Yim with special guest enforcer Mickey James. Scotty, you have any thoughts? Why would you bring back the king of the mountain? <laughs> now, can you, can you remind me what the rules of the king of the mountain match were? Um, I just know they were bad. Mm-hmm. I, give me a second. Give me a second. You talk, you talk about who you think is going to win. <laughs> I'll give you the exact rules. Uh, I feel like Tasha Steele's... I would, it would be... She's Tasha Steele's got a, a lot of heavy contenders here. Uh, Jordan Grace, Mia Yim, Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo. I think she's losing. I have a feeling she's losing. I would take the title off of her. Um, you got a lot of yeah, four heavy fun. hitters right there. All right, all right. Before you say who's, before you say who you have winning, here's the match format because it's ass. The five competitors in the match start out as ineligible to win in order. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. In match order, starts, no one can win. <laughs> in order to become eligible, a wrestler must score a pinfall or submission on an opponent. The opponent who submits or is pinned is forced to spend two minutes in a penalty box cage. <laughs> more, more than one wrestler can be in the cage. This often results in wrestlers fighting inside the cage or forming some sort of alliance. Once eligible, the wrestler may win the match by retrieving the match's prize, usually a championship belt, hanging on a hook suspended around, above the ring with the aid of ladders. An official maintains possession of the belt and circles the ring, staying out of the action as, as much as possible. When a wrestler wishes to hang the belt, he must retrieve it from the official, or she, obviously now. Once the belt is in play... Any other wrestler who's eligible may attempt to steal the belt and hang it. Once the belt has been dropped and no wrestler is attempting to hang it, a referee returns the belt to the official. These modified rules make King Queen of the Mountain essentially a reverse ladder match as the competitors attempt to hang the belt instead of retrieve it. Yeah, impact. We have to if we're gonna celebrate 20 years of impact, we have to celebrate we have to have at one match, at least one match that has one of their shitty gimmick uh match stipulations. So you wanna hear I the, guess I'm I guess I'm match, happy it's this one. Do you want to hear the match, the titles that have been contested in this type of match? Sure. So besides the TNA King of the Mountain mat, uh, championship, yes, they had a belt for <laughs> God the TNA X Division title, where Suicide beat the incredible crew of Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. Consequences Creed, aka Xavier Woods, yep. Chris Saban, and Alex Shelley. So, yes, Suicide beat them all. Uh, oh, there was a number one contenders match for the TNA World. Hit- Wait, what did they hang up then? <laughs> <laughs> a briefcase, uh, maybe? Kaz, aka I believe that's Frankie Kazarian, yep. defeated Chris Sabin, Curry Man, Jimmy Rave, rest in peace, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. And, yeah. and Johnny Devine. There is a uh, King of the Mountain match that is on YouTube. I want to say. No, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. No, I gotta. I gotta. Foley has first. competed in this match. 
I got to read you the list of these King of the Mountain participants. By the way, by the way, it's probably one of these because I'm looking at them all right now. Uh, But this was also for multiple times the TNA world. So this was the match that they did to crown the inaugural, the inaugural TNA world. (laughs) The inaugural TNA world heavyweight champion. Okay. Yes. Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, awesome. Christian Cage, Chris Harris, and the winner, Kurt Angle. All right. It's a pretty good lineup right there. Jeff Jarrett won this match three different times. Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Including the first. Raven also won this match. Uh, What is this match? (laughs) It's a reverse ladder match. You just explained the rules. the people in this match in the second ever King of the Mountain match at Slammiversary 2005. By the way, this is a Slammiversary staple. It happened in 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, twice. They did two on the same show. <laughs> <laughs> and 2015. Uh, wow. Okay, so this is Raven one. Raven defeated AJ Styles, Monty Brown, Abyss. And Sean Waltman. <laughs> Can I tell you this one, which is free on Impact's YouTube channel? Yeah, sure. Impact Wrestling Television. This is 2016. Ready? TNA King of the Mountain title and King of the Mountain match, oh, of God. course. I think I'm looking at it. Uh-huh. Eric Young. Uh huh. Big Demo. Uh huh. Bram. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> And Will Ospreay. <laughs> oh, it packs so fucking bad, man. And that is free. That's 2016 Will Ospreay. We're celebrating 20 years of this shit. <laughs> Queen of the Mountain, people. Queen of the People, you get know, into the, it. The last one that happened, the last one that happened was in 2016. Bram won it. He was the champion. He successfully defended his title against... Eli Drake, a.k.a. L.A. Knight, a.k.a. Max Dupree. Max Dupree. Andrew Everett, Jesse Godders, and Eddie King and Eddie Edwards. Not Kingston. Not Kingston. Oh, well, well, let's, let's, let's move on with this preview. This is the most talented, by the way, the King of the Mountain match has been since, in a while. So uh, who wins? Oh, Chelsea Green's in this? Yeah, who wins? Never mind. I take it. Uh, I take put the title. Out. Put the title on Mia Yim. Who cares, right? Put it on Mia Yim. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? I'm gonna watch this. And I'm gonna be so confused. This is gonna be the first ever something of the mountain I watch. I wonder if the wrestlers are actually excited for this because this match type sucks. It's a reverse ladder match, but this yeah. is also the company that did a reverse battle royal. So. That's true. Speaking of match gimmicks, Ultimate X match for the X Division Championship. Now, also great participants, I would say, in this match for an even better match type. You have Ace Austin, of course, defending his title versus Bullet Clubs Ace Austin. Bullet Clubs Ace Austin versus former Zest Friends member Alex Zane. Oh, really? Against Trey Miguel. 
against Kenny K I N G King King versus Jack Evans versus Speedball Mike Bailey. That's a match right there, baby. Yeah, dumb little gimmick, dumb get done, dumb gimmick as well. A little bit better than Queen of the Mountain. I used to like the uh, Ultimate X. It's not that good. So, but but I will say these contestants make it exciting. Jack Evans is going to do something stupid. Yeah, I'm excited for Jack Evans. Doing also, stupid. give Speedball the damn belt. Oh, yeah. Uh, next match, we're going to celebrate 20 years of Impact Wrestling Tag Teams. For this Impact World Tag Team title match, the Briscoes versus the Good Brothers. Why? I literally just watched Carl Anderson admit he doesn't give a shit. He admitted in an interview he doesn't care. Yeah, but it was at a press conference for New Japan, so he's working. No, he's not. He doesn't care. He's, they gave he's, him a lot of money to do nothing. That's true. Anyway, Sunday, June 19th. Um, Honor No More versus Impact Originals. This could be good. So it's a five-on-five match. We have uh, Eddie Edwards, I am Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Vincent, and PCO. <laughs> Taking on the Impact Originals team of Chris Sabin, Alex Shelley, Frankie Kazarian, aka Kaz, uh, and two question marks. So, are they doing both surprises, or you think are they naming to another guy this week? Oh, uh, for be an option. Christopher Daniels, I think, is a solid option. I think that's a solid option. He showed up in Impact before. Uh, obviously, Kaz. Um, Daniel's second Kazarian on a dark elevation show at one point, so yeah, that might so Kazarian makes so sense, cow. or Daniel Daniel's makes sense. It wasn't so cow, but you know, let's do it. I think Daniel's makes sense. Your dog, dog though, as the fifth as the fifth option is pretty good. I gotta say, you said this needs to stop. Okay, let's stop, round up the show. Dog. Stop. Uh, it, in a monsters ball match, it's Moose versus Sammy Callahan, the returning Sammy Callahan. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That is Impact Slam Aversary. Scotty is currently yelling as dog, so that's good. All right, my match of the week was Miyuki Takase versus Miyuki Master from Deadlock Pro. All right, goodbye. Well, hold on, hold on. I gotta do my I gotta do my gimmick. Uh, sorry we didn't live stream this show. Uh, if you didn't check it out, hopefully you will listen to the audio version. Definitely subscribe to the audio podcast wherever you get podcasts. Um, it was to make sure we get fault. it. It was my fault. My computer's not ready. We'll be back next week. We're going to be back on Monday again next week, folks. Um, we'll probably be streaming as well. Um, I hope. I hope we'll be streaming. My computer's in the shop. It's been the shop for all week. Hopefully we'll get it back today or tomorrow. We'll I'll find out later, maybe tomorrow, because I think they're closed on Mondays. Um, so yeah, so hopefully that all gets figured out and hopefully everything's okay with my computer. Basically, Scotty, the hard drive doesn't work. So they need to replace the hard drive on a Mac computer. So that was a, a lot. Um, but yeah, maybe so you get a rock hard drive. 
Now we're talking, baby. What's your match of the week? Uh, my match of the week. I was loading it up while we were talking about my West rock hard drive. West Coast. I know it's West Coast. Come on, just say it. I didn't have not seen the West Coast show. I've been catching up with a lot of old wrestling, actually. Uh, not old wrestling, but like this year old wrestling. Uh, okay. I was like, if that makes sense. Old wrestling. No, that I've watched. I've watched a lot of I watched a bunch of the prestige stuff recently. That was really good. Um, okay, so what was your match of the week then? I'm, I'm loading. Agreed, it's a long we list. Ag- we agreed last week that we can discuss old matches as long as you watched it in the past week. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Then my match of the week. Say it Scotty, to my face. My match. Right. My match of the week is going to be Mia Yamashita versus Masha Slamovich from Prestige Roseland Three Night One from Five Twenty Eight from May. Uh, match is real good, real real good. Who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed that match would be good? I did, I did, and that's because I'm smart. You can follow Scotty on Twitter at Scott E Wrestling. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knightsey. You can follow the show at Cannot Pod. Uh, even though we're Ring Post Radio. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this show. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.